ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to today's episode of Uncaged Heroes. We are awfully glad that you took some time out of your day to sit back, relax, and meet yet another amazing individual that we're going to have the opportunity to hear from, share her wisdom, and pass on the knowledge that she's gained up until this moment in her life. My name is Stacey Johnston. Honored to be here with you, and equally as honored to sit alongside my co-host, Kathy Collins. How are you today, Kathy? I am doing great. A little hectic around here, but that's life, right? <laughs> that's life, yep, absolutely, absolutely. So with all the hectic you got going on, right, you're homeschooling three kids, a couple people under the weather, your house is kind of like Dr. Dude's little hangout, you get lots of random neighborhood animals, you, your world is pretty busy with that and jiu-jitsu. Why? Why do you keep coming back and doing these podcasts with me? What's, what's your draw? I think I've said, you know, I really enjoy bringing out the extraordinary and the ordinary. I enjoy the people. I enjoy hearing people's stories and journeys, and I just, I just appreciate the experience. Mm. Me too. I, you know, I met a lady yesterday, and she, we got to begin talking about this, and she said, "Oh my gosh, you're a podcast host." And, I said, yes, and so I was just telling her about the podcast and what we do, and she said, you know, well, how do you get paid for that? And, you know, I, I, my instantly I thought was, my, I told her, I said, you know, the people that we get to meet, the stories that we get to hear, the wisdom that we get to share is worth more to me than all of the dollar bills that there are. And so I, I think I get paid abundantly in lots of different ways. So I think it just really is a gift for me. It really just adds to my life. I feel very blessed to be able to sit here and meet these people and have these conversations and shine this light. It fascinates me. So how about we bring in our guest for today? We have a lady joining us from Canada, and I hope that I'll butcher this, but I believe her name is Maggie. Cool. How are you today? Hi. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, we're so glad that you joined us. Maggie, how about you kick us off? Tell us who is Maggie, what do you do, why do you do that, and how can people connect with you? Yes, so um, I am a self-hypnosis teacher. I am a productivity expert. I help people getting them from, to help them stay on track on projects that they want to finish. I help people develop and have, like, work on the, the finisher mindset so they can create the life they love and that they can be successful in accomplishing things in their life. And I've published a book last year called Finish What You Start. And it's a best-selling book. And um, and that I help people really bring them to a step-by-step to really get to finish more of what they start and have less unfinished project in their life. I think I could think of like 15 people right off the top of my head that could benefit from that. Oh, me yeah, as well. Sorry, um, I hit the mute button. <laughs> yeah, most people, it's funny because it's just the title of the book. Um, often done when I meet people and I tell them uh, the book I wrote, Finish What You Start. And off the bat, a lot of people will start telling me all the things that they have and finish. <laughs> <laughs> and like, oh, yes, this, I have those lists and laundry. And at the end of the day, I tell them, 
um, and ask them, how do you, what do you do to try to get these things done? And most of them don't really have a clear answer to that because then things keep piling up and they get more stressed by having more stuff to do. And the more stuff that they don't have accomplished, the more stress they get and the harder it gets to focus. And then so the more stressed they are because they, they don't have the time to do all the things. And so this is really about establishing a state of being and how we do things and not just about another to-do list because there's no to-do list that will like have us do and finish another to-do list. Mm. I think the to-do list has a lot of pressure involved. Right, I think I think we we see ourselves at the end of the day as failures in some way if we don't finish the list. Uh, so we start out the next day with an incomplete list, and that I agree with you. I think I see where that would just snowball snowball for people and and rebound in that. I think this is a beautiful service. Like Cassie said, I, mm-hmm. I thought of a bunch of people right off the bat that could hear this conversation. Me, one of them. You know, did I hear you say that you're a self hypnosis teacher? Mm-hmm. Yes. Explain explain that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So I had my own practice for for years now as a hypnotherapist. And um, with the publication of my book, I've switched more to teach people self-hypnosis because there is just a power that we do have within. And with that, I helping people to really get to the subconscious mind on what is blocking them to finish what they start. What is blocking them to actually do the things that they know they want to do or want to get done and that they don't know why they just can't do them? And those blocks that they have, oftentimes they're not really, it, they don't happen in a conscious level, but in the subconscious. But they happen daily, right? They're trying to do their things in a day and those continue every day and every week. So by doing self-hypnosis, what it allows is to tap into that part of subconscious to inform us and really break those patterns in a really um, faster and more efficient way than someone who is maybe doing a bit more of meditation just because self-hypnosis is really focused and also it's made for people who have um, scattered thoughts because that's how it works the best and so most people that can't focus on meditation self-hypnosis always work and then it allows them to have more more results faster and help them improve their relationship or their career and and life because they can keep doing that practice every day and they have that for the rest of their life. And what is interesting is I do do get a lot of people that are, because on the internet you can find so many recordings about hypnosis and everyone can experience that and everyone can get and learn those um, different tracks that they can do for themselves but when I teach self-hypnosis, the, what, what I do is I teach them one technique that can apply for everything so they don't have to scramble on the Internet trying to find one specific for what they think the issue is because um, between you and me, I think that most of the time, if we knew what was going on, we would never have any problem. But those mm-hmm. like the blocks that we have subconsciously, we're not always aware of them because they will take just too much energy for a conscious brain to be aware of all those things all the time. And so those subconscious minds normal that we're not aware of everything all the time. So mm-hmm. by doing the work in a subconscious level, it just allows us to 
get there and do that so we can actually just create the life that we want. Because a lot of people get frustrated from, they like, they come to me and they're like, I know what I need to do. I know I need to do this. I know, I know, but I just can't get myself to do it. And that gets very frustrating for people. It gets very hard for them to keep going. And then they get in the cycle sometimes of self-sabotage and anger toward themselves because they think they should know, but it's not their fault. It's just these other things that, they, that are deeper that need to be addressed. And that's just it. Hmm. That's beautiful. So in your book, Finish What You Start, is the process for that self-hypnosis in the book or is that a class that you teach? Mm-hmm. So the self-hypnosis is a, it's a class to teach because you take several weeks. And once you implement the whole process and the whole technique, then people can use it for everything in their life. But as any technique, they, it takes a little bit just to really get it and understand it. Um, so um, I help people to learn it and practice it and making sure that they feel comfortable and that feel right for them because they, a little piece at the beginning that they just sometimes they, they have questions as they, they go through it. Um, so that I teach. In my book, what I do offer is um, a lot of uh, insight on with some of my hypnosis clients that I've experienced with some life story of what kind of blocks could be coming in their way. So like it's done, I explain a bit what hypnosis is and those blocks were actually things that um, with my clients that teams that have come up over and over again when we we're working through getting them to their goals. And so I've tried to like write them in a way that maybe anyone can take some of those themes and every chapter and work through them in, in their own time. Um, That's pretty cool. Can you give us some contact information, how people can reach out to you or connect to such a program? Yeah, absolutely. Um, they can go and get my book um, uh, at finishwhatyoustartbook.com and they can get the, the PDF for free and they can have that. And from there, um, they can reach out to me and my contact information is all there so they can, um, if they have any questions and if they're interested in learning more about this, um, then from there they have access to my contact information. Awesome. Awesome. I think that's just a, I think that's such a super valuable service. And then yet again, it just proves that there's room for your idea. There is the most beautiful space being provided, I feel like, all over the world for people to just come and learn, come and get better, come and accept. Like, it's okay to need to focus on that. I can help you with that. And we're seeing it not just in this state or not just in this country, but worldwide, this space open for people. It, it's just one of the most beautiful things. I love it. I love it. So, Kathy, are you with us? Do you have a thought before we move forward? I am. No, I was just going to say I think that is, I think that is a beautiful service to offer. Cool. Um, Me too. Um, let's take this in a different direction. If there was a specific definition that you have created over the years through your experiences, through your journey, through your 
education of what a hero is, what would that definition be? And is there someone in your life that you would identify as your hero? So I do I do think there's lately there's been someone that I do consider as a hero for the work they were doing and for the message they're spreading and one of my mentors that I was really in keep pushing on teaching people that being in the present is all you need to heal. That you don't have to try anything, but sometimes the best you can do in the day is to be in the present because in that place it you can you can you won't be um disturbed by things that happened in the past. But it's a practice, but I think what's beautiful about it is just to say that everyone has the capacity to heal. No matter if they have money or no money, intelligent, non-intelligent. That's just by practicing that. And for me, someone that's a hero, someone that can that can share this message and want it and be able to hold on to them. Because people are always going to have um, different thought and belief and want to challenge them that it is or not the right thing to share. But like when it's coming from the heart and the message of love and healing, if you can just hold on to it and keep your message so the people that need to hear it can hear it so you can help them. And I think that's what the hearers are here for. And that's where they can do their work and it's so important because they can stand their ground and shake in and hold on to what they know it's how they can help people that way with what they've learned and what they teach. Um, and I'm, and we need that, and I'm so grateful for all of those people of wisdom. Mm. That's beautiful. I, I really love that you, you where you said they stand their ground unshaken. Um, hard to do in the world we live in today, right? Society would have you be so many things. So to be able to stand that ground unshaken, I think is a, a beautiful attribute of character and integrity and a skill all its own. To be able to do that. Absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate that definition. So let me ask a second question. As you look at the journey that you've taken to this, to this lady that provides this space for people to get better, to follow through and to finish, what's a life lesson that you have picked up along the way that you feel like would benefit everyone? What should everybody know? Mm-hmm. So that what I've learned from, from my own experience with after even an accident and just kind of cord injury and all that, that we always have a choice, that we have a choice between staying in the fear or choosing love for oneself or others, but we're always giving that choice. And if we choose love in the healing and to grow fear can't coexist with love and so it, if we stay in the fear then we we don't get to benefit from being relieved from it and sometimes it's just to push a little bit to solve that discomfort of 
not be conditioned to the fear as we are, but to go in a place of love, self-love, compassion, and to see what, what grow from that. Mm. Beautiful advice. Right? We, we, are, we are not very gifted at giving compassion and self-love. It's much easier, I think, for us as, as a people to give it to others than it is to give it to ourselves. So I think that's beautifully sounded by us. Yeah, beautiful thought. Kathy, how about you? So, um, as we, as you look at this and you, you're talking about choose love and the healing and, and let go of the fear, how many times do you feel like you encounter fear in your clients as a barrier to them finishing or getting better or moving forward or completing that task? So, well, there's a belief that there's only two emotions in this world, <laughs> that there's fear of love. And all the anger and the stress is um, manifestation of fear. Um, and so most likely when people are frustrated because they can't finish tasks, when they have difficulty, they get stressed out, they, have, they want to give up, they feel depressed and all that kind of stuff, and feel scattered in shame from not being able to do those things that they were supposed to do. It's all rooted in the fear of many levels, right? Of the fear of not doing, being enough, of not doing enough, of not the fear, the fear of not showing that they are bringing something and doing something right. And that it's all rooted at the end of the fear of, in some really deep level, like of not being loved, like that they want this validation. So it's all the fear of that. So the problem that people, when they feel stuck, is they are in a fear state. They are, and it's unconscious. So I'm saying that really consciously. And even when I, it's not something easy to sometimes acknowledge, depending of, how many layers there is in someone's life. Um, but that fear is present the moment that they have those thoughts about, about not being enough because then there's a fear of, of not being good enough and not being loved for who they are. And so I, and we experience fear and in, in we ch- are challenged with fear because I think that's what, is um, pushing us to grow and and it's hard to push through it at the beginning but the more we do it the more it's kind of like a desensitization in the sense that we realize that when we push through that fear we get more benefit than staying in it and there's this little moment of discomfort that happened that we just have to sit with it long enough just to realize like how important that is to do but it does, it does require time and work. <laughs> it does. All good things require a little bit of time and work. Yes. They do. Cass, where does that all take you? Yeah, the, I was just thinking while she was saying that, I think it was Eleanor Roosevelt that said, uh, go out on a limb because that's where the fruit is. Yeah. 
the fruit doesn't grow closer to the trunk, it grows out on the branches. So I think fear is such a roadblock for so many things, especially healing. Because, you know, healing requires you to sit with emotions and sit with situations and sit with people. Anyways, again, let's take this in a different direction. If you had a one-liner of advice for the world to put on a T-shirt as advertisement, what would it say and why? Um, I think that would be, um, I would probably share what we were just talking about, um, something like that, something that, between fear and love, always choose love because they can't coexist. I like that. Between fear and love, choose love because they can't coexist. Expand on that just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, as I was mentioning, is because the moment that we feel the love, the, the fear just dissolves itself. When we choose to have and we try to do something and even like finishing a project or, and we start being fearful that we won't be on time and, and that we won't do it right. If at that moment we decide to give ourselves that self-compassion, that love, that you know, nothing bad is going to happen from it. What is the worst thing that can happen? It's not as bad as we may make it in our mind. And then if that moment we choose, we make that decision that to just have this love and compassion that we are there and we're doing just the best, we're doing the best we can. And then it dissolves the fear away and the stress and anxiety. And so if more people just need to be reminded of that, just be, need to be reminded of that. I think that's beautiful advice. It is beautiful advice, Maggie. Thank you so much for your wisdom. Um, I think we're at that place where we're going to have to find our way to wind down. Maggie, I'm going to tell you thank you so much for your input, for your wisdom, and for what you do. It's, it's been an honor to have you and to meet you today. Thank you for the space you provide. Kathy, how would you like to leave our audience today with our conversation with Maggie? I, you know, I kind of would just like to lay a challenge out there to to allow yourself to take the steps to heal, whatever that is. She's just showed us that there is yet another avenue to do that. So, so you know, take the opportunity, take the step, make the phone call, because it's worth it. Amen. That's beautiful advice, I and mean, I love the challenges that you lay out for our people. Maggie, we would be honored if you would take the stage for us and close out our show. How would you like to leave our audience? What's your message for today? Mm-hmm. That even in the most difficult times in our life, it's only temporary. It's only temporary. And so 
just for everyone out there that may be struggling and doing things in their work and their family and wherever they are. Like, that is temporary, and it will change. It won't stay the same forever. I think that's important for them to remember that. <laughs> 